So get this, I walk in the church on a Sunday morning and this woman who is probably about 5'5", five, five, maybe 5'4", five, blonde hair, in her late 60s, real bubbly in attitude, runs to me with these two forms, these two forms in her hand and I was shocked when I seen these two forms um, and it was about how to vote. And one form said, if you believe in abortion, vote Democrat. The other one said, if you don't believe in abortion, vote Republican. And it just went down this whole list from homosexuality to all of these controversial things that the Republicans stood against, like um, gun control was on there, Um, uh, equal rights, uh, rights for women. Uh, We're all on this uh, form. And she told me, she said, look, if you want to be a good Christian, you have to vote Republican. This is what basically will get you to heaven. And then I began to learn that from her, that there are purchases and cars you drive that make you either a liberal or a Republican or a Democrat I'm sure, you know, most of us are not, still not um, completely understanding the word liberal. I, I know it's a word that we use, and it means for people who are kind of uh, uh, loose on uh, what, what some would say are standing morals. Um, however, it, it, they, they link that with Democrats and all kind of things, progressives and, and, and all these things. So anyway, I learned that... Uh, uh, Republicans buy certain things, Democrats buy other things, all the way down to light bulbs. Yes, light bulbs. Um, Because I suggested one time at this church that uh, we could uh, switch out some light bulbs and possibly save hundreds of dollars each month. But I was told that the liberal left supports the LED light bulb company for some reason. Um, I don't understand what that means. But if you want uh, a good light bulb, you'll have to buy a Republican light bulb because you support the Republican Party by buying it with some kind of incandescent, any kind of weird conversation to have when you first go in church. Now, get this. When I turn the corner, here's this guy. He's very close to... 100 years old. All these people are asking me for this advice. And this this man who's almost 100 years old comes up to me and says, Pastor, I found a girlfriend. And uh, he said to me something strange uh, that morning. And and, and it was like this. um, uh, Can I give her a little sex? And so I just got through this this crazy conversation about Democrats and Republicans, and now I've got this guy who's really sweet, but but pretty funny. He had found him a girlfriend. I guess she was about 92 herself, and uh, he was thinking about um, having a sexual relationship with her, and he wanted to know what the biblical um, basis would be for having sex with her. Uh, outside of marriage. And he said, uh, when you come up with an opinion and some scripture, let me know. And then 
I'll take it from there. Well, I came back and I showed him a few things and he says, well, I guess that means I won't be sleeping with anybody tonight. <laughs> I said, yeah, so this is all happening on a Sunday morning, right? And so at this church, there's uh, cookies being made and people coming in and out and uh, music being practiced during this, uh, the, the time when the Sunday school is supposed to be uh, going on. And, and so um, you can't really hear the teachers. And um, Sunday school is kind of like an old-fashioned uh, term for uh, people who went to school. It goes actually back to the 1900s when um, uh, people milked cows and the only way they could get an education was to come to school on Sundays at 10 and they would learn the Bible, literature, and some Shakespearean writings and so forth. And so it kind of got stuck on, on a Sunday school and that's what the church uh, always has called it. Now, What's funny is that when you go to church, you don't expect to encounter um, someone asking you your opinion about whether they can have sex outside of marriage. You really aren't, uh, you know, up to the to the to this um, moment when you, you know you walk in the door. You, you, you let me just say it like this: you, you're waiting for somebody to shake your hand or smile at you or offer you a cup of coffee, but you're not really uh, waiting on someone to tell you. Uh, a political story about which side you belong on and how you get to heaven by being in a certain uh, political group. And and then all of these different crazy things uh, are going on. Even though there's an order uh, laid out uh, clearly for a, a group of people that, that, that just don't follow order. And, and you've got one person believing one thing, uh, for example, one thing's kind of vague, and I don't like it when people say, well, they believe one thing or whatever. So, so let me just, you know, give you some clarity here. Okay, so um, one person believed that you could speak to an object like faith. You could speak to an object and you could say chair be behind me when I sit down. And if you have enough faith, that chair will arrive behind you. Now, in my world growing up, I, that, that sounds like kind of like witchcraft, and, and not really like faith. And so you got a person believing this. You got a, another that believes that Trump will get you to heaven and being part of a Republican Party will get you to heaven. You got people who believe that music is um, the way to get to heaven. And some people think that just praying all the time uh, will make all your troubles go away. Just, you know, inst instantly just vanish. You know, if I just, if I just say some prayers. And prayers, I, I'd say it's good. And, and, but then on the other hand, you got some that think, say you can sing and that'll get rid of your problems. And some say you can march and that'll get rid of your problems. And others, if you just read the Bible, that'll get rid of your problems. And if you uh, call a friend, that will get rid of some uh, uh, heavy weight off of your shoulders. You know, so, so there's all kind of methods. And then there's this, um, this idea of how you're supposed to dress when you get to church. How you're supposed to look, how your hair's supposed to be cut and how your beard's trim and everything and you know and and, and everything is kind of inspected i mean there is a quality control in place at i would say 100 percent of the churches in america and i'm not kidding you either if you haven't been in church in a while go 
And you'll find out there's like a quality control on what you say, do, act, who you vote for. And you really just went to church, right? It's because you probably had some problems like most uh, people do. When they have some problems, they go to church. And there you're supposed to hear some type of uplifting message that helps you to resolve that problem or, or at least be able to reflect on that problem and release the, 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 the misinformation or the understanding that the misunderstanding that that um, comes along with tragedies that hit our life unexpectedly. Let me just say it that way. And I don't know that I'm, I'm going over a bunch of words here trying to get to the point. But the point is, you went to church to get better, not to get worse. Bottom line. Bottom line. But I talk to people all the time who come out of church and it's like, I don't want to go back there. They inspected the way my hair looked. They inspected where my clothes. I didn't vote for the right person or I didn't drive the right car. Yeah, you, you, you know that you're a Democrat if you drive a Prius and you're a Republican if you drive a GMC. <laughs> I mean, it's really ridiculous. So people come out or they're mad or somebody was talking about someone else. So the bottom line is this. When you go to church... Don't believe everything they are telling you at church. You don't have to be a Republican, Democrat, or belong to any type of group or organization to get to heaven. You know, for me, it's just simply uh, believe on the word and believe in Christ, say your prayers, ask forgiveness of your sins, and, and, you know, and then just turn that over in a short prayer. You see, I always tell people, you know, God's not looking for a long prayer or a short prayer. He's looking for a sincere prayer. And um, if you're a religious person, that's okay. If you're not a religious person, that's okay. But you can you can go out and speak to a tree and, and, and tell it your problems. I know it's not going to talk back to you. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But but you got to do something. Find a friend. Talk to them. Um, you know, go for walks. Um, try to set back a time for yourself to say, okay, I can't fix everything. I can't repair everything in my life. So when you do this, you're actually giving yourself permission to release all of that heavy weight and things that's on you that you've been carrying. So in an unchurchy way with unchurchy ease or without some kind of psychologist charging you $165 an hour or a psychiatrist trying to give you a whole handful of medications, right? Because there's a lot of things that we can do ourselves. So before you believe that, do your research. Google some things. Um, Don't just listen to one side. Listen to all sides. And remember, you're a person. You are a person with a brain. So you can think up your own solutions as well. Of course, at times we all need advice. Nothing wrong with that. But you also have a brain and you can begin to sort things out and you can say, hey, is this really the way it is? Is this what I'm going to believe? Or are you just jumping on the bandwagon to fit in somewhere? You don't have to fit in. You know, let me say that again. You you don't have to fit in. 
for too many years, people do everything they can to fit in. They buy the clothes, they get the hairstyle, um, they get themselves in debt with lots of credit cards trying to fit in. And we know it from the old terms, from the old folks, it's simply like this, keeping up with the Joneses. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't even know who the Joneses is. Do you know if any Joneses live in your neighborhood? No, I don't think so. But listen, again, this whole podcast, I'm going to be talking about some very good points about what you can do in life to help yourself get better, be organized, see things clearly, and function daily. I want you to remember those three things because that's some of the main points we're going to be talking about. Well, this has been an interesting 14 minutes. Now, I know that you can take this last 60 seconds and write down your grocery list. So if you got to go out and buy some laundry detergent, some milk, some cereal um, for the moms and dads, hey, that's okay. I understand that. My, my goal is not to take up your time with longer podcasts unless you request it. So this is kind of my first jump into the ocean on podcasting. So bear with me as I keep going. And I think you are going to be enlightened at some of the stuff I'm going to tell you. I've got some crazy stories that you will not believe. And if, if not that, you're going to be entertained. You're going to be telling these, these stories to your family. So stay tuned to the weekly episodes with the podcast before you believe that. Hey, have a wonderful day. If it's evening somewhere, have a wonderful night. See you next time. Episode two. I love Anchor Podcast platform. It is so easy. All you have to do is download the app, follow the prompts, do the editing. They'll distribute it for you. It's wonderful. So if you are new to podcasting, this is the platform just for you. Or if you're a pro and on the go, that makes it even better because everything can be done right from your fingertips on your phone. It's a great platform. Enjoy using Anchor. I do.